0: good morning grinders welcome to dfs pregame show here on roto grinders i'm jordan cooper aka blender Ed. you uh blender hd if you want to follow me on twitter and it's thursday gotta get my sense together i got my my computer was restarting a million times before for doing the show so i'm just getting my bearings and uh, and welcome welcome to the show it's toss-up thursday Right, you know we don't we don't having shows on th- uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays until uh, NFL season is over. But we're back Thursday. We got what a showdown slate later today. Uh We got uh, obviously NFL on Sunday. uh Answering your YouTube questions as always. So click on that uh, thumbs up button. Give me the thumbs up. Give me the thummy thumbs. Give me the subscribe subscribes. Give me the notification bells to know when we go live. And uh, if you if you were Part of the uh, our Roto Grinders Discord this past Tuesday, uh, you could uh, you could uh, we, we had a, we had a Zoom call, we had our first group coaching call. So if you're a Roto Grinders premium member, which you have to you have to be a premium member, it could be a single sport, it could be a combo, it could be whatever. You could pay for whatever whatever, whatever you want from Roto Grinders as long as you're a premium member, uh, you get access to the Blenders Game Theory channel in our Discord and uh, weekly. Mostly weekly, but not necessarily every, every week, uh, but most weeks, having a group coaching call via Zoom uh, amongst the people that are are in the Blenders Game Theory channel. We had about 80, we had about 80 this past Tuesday night, and they'll be different nights. So sometimes it'll be the same week to week. Sometimes it'll be in the weekend, sometimes it'll be in the afternoon, just kind of hit as many, many kind of time zones as, as possible but uh, we had about 80 in there and that, that is your, that is your chance to essentially come on audio and video, right. And ask whatever you want, right. With your own personal play, right. Something that you're, you're dealing with personally, something, a concept you don't understand, you're trying to implement better. So you could talk amongst, you know, other, other uh, players that are, that are in the the same situation as you in a, in a, in a more, more uh, intimate environment, and easier to do than like just typing it in into a youtube chat or into a discord you know channel so uh, so we had a couple of people we had like, three or four people that uh, turn on their audio video and you know talking with them for 20 30 minutes on uh, on 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 their their issues on what anything anything they're having problems with and obviously everyone else gets to watch as well and it's not recorded Right, so you don't feel like oh this is going to be you know posted on YouTube and out for you know everyone else to see. So you know if people aren't aren't comfortable talking about their own play, so uh, so you, you you can get this too. Our next group coaching call is to uh, next Tuesday at eight o'clock, uh, and then we have a form. So you just uh, because obviously I'm not just going to leave everyone's audio and video open and like uh, there's 80 people talking at once. So it's like if if you if you'd like if you'd like to to participate and. You you could always sh- just show up and, and you know, n- not ask questions or anything. But if you do, there's a form here. So if you go to the Blenders Game Theory uh, channel in the Roto-Grinders Discord, if you're a premium member, and there's always conversation going on here between people, but not about the slate in general, just about general strategy, using the tools better, right? People sharing their Excel files, their, their, their spreadsheets and everything, what their processes are right? There's, I mean, there's stuff going on right now. I mean, right, right in the middle of the show, right? So people talking amongst themselves and I'm always there to to answer questions. So like I'll answer anything in there. So it's similar, similar to the show just in the, in the discord chat. And then uh, then you, you get access to those, to those zoom calls. So a lot of people ask me about private coaching. I don't understand why you need private coaching. It'll be just the same stuff that I'll say on this show and, in Discord anyway. I don't I don't I don't hold anything back, right? But uh, a lot of people seem to have gotten more out of the, the zoom calls because it's easier to explain their issues and go back and forth in real time via video than like through it through, through a chat window. So so people got stuff out of it. So if you want to join, the first thing you need to do is get Roto Grinders premium. Click on the link in the description, get ten dollars off your first month. Single sport, you can just do NFL, you just do NBA. You can do the combo, which gets everything, right? Uh, and then uh, then join the Discord. Go to rotogrinders.com slash Discord. Or if you go to the Rotogrinders site, then just click on the little little controller icon with all the social media buttons. That's the Discord. They, they got to make it a better better way to do it. I don't, I don't think there's any other link there. And also, if you see my face, if you see the game theory, like kind of ad box or whatever, just click on my face. That'll get you there. But rotogrinders.com slash Discord. And you can get into that channel. Right. We have people in the chat here. Right. That are in that channel. Right. Card fan, Doug Montgomery, Matt Mears. Right. Right. Matt, Matt, Matt w- was a little nervous. Right. He was a little nervous. Oh, I don't know if I should be on video whatever. And then he got he got his uh, situation taken care of a little bit better. Right. Daniel Hutchins, right. Nerdy tenor. He's 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 in the channel every once in a while. Uh, OK, so we got uh, we got football. What the hell's going to I don't know what's going to go on with the, the Chargers. What's going on with the Chargers on Sunday? I have the blitz projections up. Do we have, okay, I don't, I, yes, I think the Blitz, we don't know, like, what's going on with Mike Williams? Uh, originally, they said that he's, he's, he's close contact, he's out. And then, then the Staley says that, no, he's, he's as long as he has a, a positive, you know, a negative test, he's in. So I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, all I know is that Keenan Allen will be out. So we will be getting some, uh, some you know, Chargers will be, will be popular, at least in cash games. Uh, the question is, is like who benefits, right? Is it Guyton or is it Palmer? What what is, what is Palmer projecting at? Not hard, not bad. Okay. Still positive, positive salary adjusted value, right? Eckler is going to be up there, right? I mean, once you take Keaton Allen's target share out of there, once you take Mike Williams out of there, you know, obviously the offense is going to be a little bit less efficient, but the prices are just almost too cheap. So we got the Josh Jacobs, right? Because, uh, um, Kenyon Drake is out for the year, and, and Richard is gone. I mean, they have no one there. And he's catching more balls out of the backfield, playing more third downs. So I'm just looking at what, what, what preliminary, preliminary projections for, for as, as far as the blitz is concerned. So running back-wise, we got Eckler, Jacobs, mixing. Doesn't seem like cheap value, right? I guess Jacobs at 6,200 is decent. We've got some running backs to play. Right, all the, all these guys can get there. Gibson, Barkley, Fournette at seventy four hundred. Eli Mitchell is questionable, but I mean, assuming he plays, he's fine. Then we take a look at the wide receiver position. It'll, much weaker, just right. I mean, this seems like more of the type of week that that you're more likely to play play more running backs, I guess, than wide receivers. But the wide receiver position we got obviously Guyton, depending on you know what that situation is. Guyton and Palmer still both show up very high. Metcalf against Houston. Are people going to go there? Not at 8% ownership. I'll play that. Cooks, right? That game, Seattle, Houston. Like, let's take, what's the blitz optimal right now? Let's, uh, let's, let's put the, where's the flex? Put some zeros in so we could use the lineup preview. So according to the blitz optimal right now, I mean, it's Thursday morning, right? We got Taysom, Jacobs, Eckler, Guyton, Cooks, Metcalf, Cook. Oh yeah, tight end. Right, you have to assume cook. Yeah. Cook has to project well with, I mean, essentially like 80% of the targets are going to be gone. If Allen and Williams are, are out, like that's like eight, that's, that's like most of the targets, right? Not 80%, obviously, but a lot of it. Right. It seems, it seems like, yeah, it seems like uh, chargers, which makes it, which is going to make the stack even more popular. Right. I assume if we run, if we run lineups, we're going to get charger stacks at the top because Herbert projects plus two. I mean Hill projects well, but you're going to get him mostly by by himself. So I'm assuming if Williams and, and Williams and Allen are both out, Herbert is going to be fairly popular. But we'll also get like like uh, what's going on with like is Brady. It seems weird because it seems like Tampa Bay Buffalo should be like, that's the shootout game, right? If we take a look at these totals across the board, I mean, this is like pretty much a first look for me, right? Buffalo Tampa Bay has uh, what a 53 and a half total. Just at the players, I mean, no, no one is like under severely underpriced. So like Brady's at 7,600 down there. Godwin, Godwin's not bad at 7,100. Evans is somewhere is uh, somewhere is would scroll right down here, not awful tight end is typically a weak position. So we get Gronk, Gronk is okay. I don't know. Is that game going to, is that game going to be under owned or over owned from a total perspective? It's, it's clearly the standout game. I mean, if we take a look at these totals, I mean, look, Seattle, Houston is what? It's 41 or something, right? Dallas, Washington, like 47 ish. Jackson, Tennessee is. I mean, because there's a lot of like wide spreads. Like that's that's the issue. It's not like Kansas City has a high team total, but the, the Raiders don't. Or the Saints, Jets, not good. Atlanta, Carolina. I've done I've done Atlanta, Carolina earlier this year. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to do that again. Baltimore, Cleveland's a low total. Chargers have a twenty six and a half, but the Giants only have a sixteen. And I mean, like this total's forty three, but I mean, the Chargers still have a decent team total. We have nothing on the 49ers Bengals, or at least nothing imported here into Line of Base View. So to me, like Buffalo, Tampa Bay stands out the most from a game perspective. But it seems like the more that that the more if Williams is out and the more the Chargers gets owned, I mean that I'm assuming that's gonna come out of that game. Right. So let, let's see, let's let's start, let's start taking a look. Okay, I'm just gonna do one unique 49.5, whatever, just some basic stuff. Just a hundred. I'm using the blitz projections also. So, I mean, this could change. This is, It's Thursday morning, remember? Okay, so I'm just going to look. Is it, it going to be the type of thing where the Chargers go over-owned because they project very well from a median perspective and Tampa Bay uh, Buffalo goes under-owned because they don't project well from a median perspective as much, but their ceiling is obviously going to be high. So let's say if I run if I run stacks, if I just run just simple, okay, I, what am I doing with groups? I'm not doing anything with groups. Let's see. Uh, go to the stacks page. Just run simple, simple stuff. Just I mean just with just even with just one, like one pass catcher, one teammate, and one run back. It's just like very simple, not even a double stack, just a single one. like a two plus one. like what gains? Because does Buffalo project well? I mean, in the blitz, let's take a look. We can take a look at Tampa Bay, right? You got Fournette and Godwin, but not much else. Buffalo, Diggs at 8,100. Beasley, okay, this may not be that as bad as I, as I would think, right? We have the ownership of both those guys in the double digits right now. Fournette in the double digits. I can't see Godwin being 8% owned after going 15 for 143 that last week. This ownership is going to change. Okay so I'm going to build 100 lineups. How many games do we have? We have what, 12, 11, 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 I'll just put it on 5%. 5% quarterbacks. Just do skinny stacks just let's just just to see what what do we got? Game wise I, I mean I don't even have to do even I don't even have to do run backs. Let's let's do it this way. We'll do no run. We're just looking for teams. So it's basically quarterback and two Teammates, and who cares about the run back, right? So we just look. So we're looking at teams, not necessarily games. Run hundred lineups and see see what comes out. I'm assuming the Chargers are going to be the highest one. I mean, assuming Williams is out. I mean, based on these projections, I'm assuming we'll see a lot of Herbert Eckler, Guyton, or Herbert Eckler Cook or C- Herbert Guyton Cook. I'm assuming. I'm assuming that's going to be the top projected as of right now. You have multiple pieces from one team that show high median value. And the quarterback is like, like the fourth on the list as far as salary adjusted plus minus. Like it would, it would, make, it would make sense that, that, that that's going to be the highest projected stack. It's quite possible the ceiling may not, may not be there in comparison to the ownership. That's that. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. OK, got a lot of Josh Jacobs, a lot of Brandon Cooks based on these projections. Let's go to quarterback. Baker Mayfield. See, Justin Herbert comes up number one, right? 151.3. Herbert, Kite, Cook and Eckler and Eckler. One, two, three. OK, did I, did I even? Is it at least? I don't know if it should have done that. I guess you're playing, you're playing overload, overstack. Right, you're gonna see a lot of that, right? And you could do that Herbert, Guyton, Cook, Eckler. That may be the entire offense. Maybe put Josh Palmer instead of one of these guys. Do we get any Josh Palmer in the top 100? No, I don't think so. Okay, well, Herbert there, you get a lot here, Josh, too, for 100 lineups. I mean, this is this is there's a lot a lot of different people but obviously some of the most of these are stacks like Pruitt West Rick, and Keeney, I'm assuming that that's a that's a titan stack so if we go by quarterback see so like Baker Mayfield 138 is the top lineup like that's like 12 points below 12 13 points below the Herbert lineups Goff at 138 also Prescott is low 138 here Ryan, I mean, it's going to go down in order. I mean, look, Matt Glennon and Ryan Tannehill lineups seem to project better than double double pluses of uh, of Cowboys against Washington. Although the ceiling may be there, just the prices of these of the, the players, like Patrick Mahomes, like barely comes up at all. Right, one thirty six on Mahomes, Mahomes, Edwards, Alaire, Pringle. Their offense is nowhere near where it was like last year. Zach Wilson, you 137. So here we go. Herbert is number one. 151 is his top lineup. Then we have Wilson. Now Wilson's 143. One four. Is it basically the, based on the based on these Herbert Herbert stacks have a what? Eight point higher projection than any other stack. the next one is Russell Wilson at 143. Maybe it's the type of thing where the Chargers should be more owned. (laughs) It may end up being the other one. So you're telling me that I'm giving up eight points of projection by not playing a a, a Herbert stack based on this. Is that true? I mean, because you're playing Eckler in a lot of these lineups. Oh, okay. Let, Let me do this instead. Okay. Because they're good value, I, I have this pairing rule on: limit one running back, wide receiver, tight end from the same team, unless part of a team game stack. Okay, so if I turn that off, then in the lineups that it's not a Herbert stack, I could still get Eckler plus Guyton or Eckler plus Cook. That that should raise that should raise the projection. Okay, so let, let's do that. Because at their prices, at the Chargers' prices, I think you can play two of those guys even without Herbert in the line assuming Mike Williams is out. This is all assuming Mike Williams is out. I mean, it's still, with Keenan Allen out, it'll upgrade Mike Williams. Then you play Mike Williams. And then you can still play Guyton. Eckler still gets a little bit of a bump. Cook still gets a little bit of a bump, but not as much as having both of them out. So we'll run 100 lineups. Like I said, this is a first look. OK, because it should be closer. Right. The fact that I could now put in two chargers or more than one chargers player, even with the stacks of the other teams should make a big difference. Yeah, look, right. Cook and Guyton now are way, way up here. We get more Palmer. OK, this makes this makes more sense. Right. We look at the, like Herbert here at the bottom. Right. One one fifty one. Then we go to Russell Wilson, one forty nine. Right. And you're still playing three chargers. Right. So Russell Wilson, Lockett, Metcalf, and then you still play the three Chargers. Derek Carr. Right? You're still playing three chargers in your lineup. What happens if you play Glennon? What happens if you play the other side of that game? Let's like, take a look at Glennon. Yeah, it projects poorly. Well, only because uh because in these lineups, I'm not playing any run any bring backs, right? Okay, so let, let's let's run it different. Let's run it even differently. Let's make sure that we get at least one, one guy back on the other side. He's still not going to get enough. Glennon. Are we just going to be forced to play the Chargers this week? Well, this is a, these are the Blitz projections. Let's take a let's take a look at our our projections at RotoGrinders. Still have Mike Williams in. So let's take a look at that. OK, so in our in our green eye and IQ projections as of OK, we just it just literally just got updated at 1057. So do we have Mike Williams in or not? Yeah, we we still have Mike Williams in. We have a little bit better projections on guys like Eli, Eli Moore and DJ Moore. Much less on Guyton, obviously, because we have Mike Williams in. Right at running back. Still Eckler's towards the top, but nowhere near like head and shoulders above everyone. Jacob's a little bit lower, right? Cook doesn't show up as much, right? He's still still fine. Right. So if we run it like this, so this is more of a like if Mike Williams is in type of build, right? And if we're running, you know, a three plus one, like I'll do it this way. Let's see what, let's see what happens now. Obviously, we're not gonna get as, as much of the, the chargers. To me, this is the research that you should be doing. What do lineups look like? Everything that you could you could research about the actual game of football is in the projections already. Assuming you have a good model, and the, the you know, gridiron IQ projections and the blitz projections are very good, very good models. So I'm going to see what lineups look like in comparison to their ownership. Obviously, ownership at Thursday morning is not going to be really What what can you go by? We still don't know what the hell's going on. We don't know what's going on with the Chargers. We're still waiting. You know, is Eli Mitchell going to play? Because if Eli Mitchell doesn't play, we may have like a Jeff Wilson 4K type of value or something like that. So you never know, right? Because look, if if Mike Williams is in, he'd be in a 99% of the line, right? Getting a lot more Barkley because we have him higher in Green Iron IQ. Right, the number one would be Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, Kamara, and Ty Montgomery. In the same lineup. Kamara, Traquan Smith. We have a lot more Taysom Hill lineups now. We go by quarterback. Right? Taysom Hill, 140.1. Herbert, 139. I mean, it still comes up well, Herbert, Williams, Cook. But if Mike Williams plays, I think Mike Williams is going to be chalk as hell. And I think Cook is going to be chalky at tight end. I still do at. I think if Williams plays, the Chargers may be overrun. Because Williams is a little bit more expensive at 6000 But then we get Cam Newton here. DJ Moore. Is he really going to be 20% owned? We'll have to see about this ownership. Then we have Josh Allen. Josh Allen, Cole Beasley, Steph Diggs. Leonard Fournette as a runback. But we're not getting that much Brady. Like these Brady lineups don't project all that well. And you play Brady, Fournette, uh, Gronkowski. It's going to be hard. It's going to it's going to be one of those weeks where it's going to be hard to judge that that Buccaneers Bills game has the highest total, but the pricing of that game in comparison to other games is not is not as attractive. So if like if you're if, you, if people that are heavily utilizing like optimizers poorly may not get much of that game, much as much. I mean, they'll get some, right? Godwin will be there, Fournette will be there. But are these Brady stacks not going to be? I mean, I have no problem. To me, Brady, Tom Brady and Josh Allen are the two guys where it's like, I just play, them, play one of them every week and they, they could throw up 350 yards and four touchdowns in any game, especially on a, on a slate where these totals are not, I mean, most of these other games are not very good. Maybe Dallas, Washington. I could I could see playing that. So I don't think Prescott is going to be that old. Or Heineke on the other side. Like those stacks. Let me go game by game just on our gridiron IQ projections. All right? Let's go to the flex position. All right. We get Seattle Houston. And Russ Cook again? I don't know. Maybe I maybe we could end up playing that. So you play Russell Wilson, Metcalf, Lockett Cooks. Or maybe throw an in Everett instead of one of the receivers. Okay, that's doable. We go to Dallas, Washington. And like, yeah, like no one projects well from a median perspective. It's like Gibson and then everyone else is kind of like Blech. This game may be completely underowned, other than maybe Gibson. Jacksonville, Tennessee. Yeah, there's like, there's nothing here. O'Shaughnessy. Can you play Lawrence, Chenault, Jones? I'm I guess. Not that appealing to play a, a stack of a team that has a 17-point total. Okay, this isn't that bad, right? Jacobs, you could play Tyreek Hill. Hunter Renfro, 6,100. Kelsey is at tight end. I think this game will be played enough. right? People will pair Jacobs with someone on the on – the, they'll play Mahomes, Hill, Jacobs, or something like that, or Renfro. New Orleans Jets. See, this game doesn't really look that good to stack, personally. Kamara Moore. Okay, that's about it. Atlanta, Carolina. Good thing this game doesn't project that well. But not many of these games project well at all. See, it's like, it's like you, you, you're figuring out what's the, the best of the worst. Moore, Patterson, Pitts. Baltimore, Cleveland. I would be shocked if anyone has a positive value here. And I'm right. Kareem Hunt may be back, right? If he's back, we have him in the projections. That's going to ding some other people here. Then we got the Giants, uh, Chargers. Then it's like, yeah, we looked at the look at the. You you could, if Mike Williams is in, you play Herbert, Williams, Eckler, and Barkley, or maybe you don't play Barkley and Eckler, Eckler and Barkley together. Maybe play Guyton or Cook, and then you run it back with Barkley. Seems obvious to me. Detroit, Denver, garbage. Depends whether or not if uh, Melvin Gordon plays. If he plays, then I don't know if he play any. If he doesn't play, then he can play Javante Williams. Then, then he then he got him. Maybe Jerry Judy is okay. Maybe San Francisco Cincinnati. If Debo's in. We don't we don't know about that yet, right? Not much here. Ugh. I guess you could play a Burrow stack maybe. Right, it's like you go through these games and it's like I, I, am I excited I, I I just why not play the the, the game with 53 point and a half total what? like in comparison to a lot of these other games like a lot of these guys are a little bit more expensive but they still project well and it's not like this game is going to be like not, not owned but maybe it should be much more owned than it than than it will be I don't know this is my, this is my first look. I'm, I mean, I'm literally just, this is what I'm looking at first myself because all these projections are going to change, right? Someone's going to be in the COVID list. Something's going to happen, right? Someone's going to turn up on the injury report tomorrow, right? Kamara is still questionable, even though Ingram's on the COVID list. So maybe Kamara is out. Maybe he doesn't play. You never know. Someone could show up on the injury report. Who, what 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 other players do we have with designations? Waller? What's going to happen there? Is Waller going to play? Is he going to be out again? Is Moreau going to be an option again? DeAndre Swift, is he going to be in? He's out. I mean, Jamal Williams, I mean, they split the running back touches in the Detroit backfield a lot wider than we thought. Ricky Seals-Jones, if he's back, he'll probably be the number one tight end, right, because Logan Thomas is out. I don't know if Kent Darius-Tony matters all that much. Or Galladay, maybe both will be out. Who, I mean, look at all this. What's going on with McKissick? Because right now we have McKissick in the projections. We take McKissick out of the projections and Antonio Gibson, that he may be the highest owned running back on the slate or maybe the highest owned player on the slate. Or do we really care about Alex Collins or David Johnson? Probably not. Or Cedric Wilson? No, probably doesn't matter. So, based on our gridiron IQ projections, what would be what would be kind of like the opposite with Williams in. We're gonna get Williams in this one. Right? This doesn't look that bad, right? Hill, Jacobs, Barkley, Cooks, Moore, EJ Moore, Mike Williams, O'Shaughnessy, Eckler, Seahawks. I think I'd be more inclined to get someone, right? Godwin get someone in here. It'll be much more easier if Mike Williams doesn't play. If Mike Williams doesn't play then then it's gonna be value city. You're gonna be able to play Cook and Guyton or Palmer. I mean, Eckler already projects well as it is, even with Williams in. I think if, with Williams out, it's gonna be hard, it's gonna be hard to avoid chard playing Chargers, but the stack may be overrun. So maybe one of them gets there, but not all of them. That you don't need all of them. That's my initial thought as of right now, assuming Williams is out. Even if Williams is in, I think the Chargers are gonna be the chalk. Because because Williams is gonna be the chalk, right? And Eckler is going to be the chalk, and people are going to pair stuff together, and then play Herbert in those lines. We three eighty nine says I think Fromm is starting a quarterback for the what is is Glennon also on the injury? Yeah, Glennon's on the injury report. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Oh, who's this Fromm guy? Can't be much worse than Glennon. I mean, can't be much worse than Daniel Jones also. The Giants are a mess. It depends on what receivers are available. I mean, if like Galladay and Tony are in, like, do you like any? I mean, none of them. Maybe you play Barkley. That's about it. Because may be, maybe he catches 12 balls out of the backfield. Maybe good, uh, good on DraftKings, but not necessarily great on FanDuel. Or you care more about touchdowns on FanDuel. Right? 16 and a half total. It's the lowest. I think it's the lowest total. Yeah, it's the lowest total. I'd shy away from that type of stuff in GPPs. If you want ceilings to play a running back from a team that's a 10-point underdog on the road with the lowest implied team. Dog. You may get to value. I mean, if he gets 18 points, oh, okay, great for 6K. Will it, will it be necessary? Probably not. Chase Simmons says it's Jake from, Jake from Georgia. Okay. Maybe it's Jake from State Farm. I, it might as well be Jake from State Farm. Jake from, is he a rookie? I don't know. I don't follow college football. I don't know where anyone went to school. I have no idea. So it's like Jake from, from Georgia. Does he live in Georgia? He probably he went to the University of Georgia. I'm assuming that's what they mean. But truthfully, I don't even, they, they might as well put Jake from State Farm behind the quarterback. Like a good neighbor. State farm is here, right? We're not sponsored by State Farm. But I just saw in the chat, Jake, Jake from. Jake from. Jake from Jake from State Farm. <sighs> that's pretty much the first look. I mean, that, that's all I was really planning on doing today. On a Thursday, take a quick first look because I'm not playing basketball until uh until NFL is over. We got what? We got a what is it, like a three-game slate tonight? Something very small tonight. Skyler Kane says McKissick is practicing today. Okay. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. There are people that are limited, possibly practice, limited practice. But you won't know. You won't know until Saturday afternoon what the hell's going on. And then the Adam Schefter tweets. All I'm saying is that stuff is in flux. Like, as of right now, uh, as of right now, I mean, I would leave McKissick. I mean, what, what our projections have seems accurate. Other than the Mike Williams stuff. Like, I, I just don't know what's going on with that. Most likely McKissick plays. Most likely Camara plays. Most likely, most of these questionable guys play. But you never know. Two or three of these guys may just be, I day's not there yet. Just like tonight with Dalvin Cook. Is Dalvin Cook going to play tonight? They're making it seem like, like he's available, like he's going to be available, even though I think he needs surgery on both of his shoulders. So what's going to happen there? I don't know. That's why we find out when the enactments come out. (laughs) We find out then. Right? Tonight's showdown slate is going to be interesting. Because they priced up Madison also on the showdown slate. So Cook is expensive and Madison is expensive. Me personally, I think if, you know, if Cook plays, then I think they're both overpriced. I can't see Cook getting a full workload. And if Cook is going to eat into Madison's workload, then they may, may both not be worth it. Unless obviously one falls in the end zone twice. Yeah, then that could obviously happen. But we'll be talking about showdown later. I mean, I'll be on the showdown show later, right? we got NFL prelock show later today, right? You click that you click that, uh, that notification bell, you know, when we go live. So we'll be talking about showdown with, uh, with SDL cards. I think it's either cards or will, they, it all switches around all the time. We got NBA grinders live, right? We'll be going more into NBA next month. Like, you know, once, once NFL is over. I mean, look at, look at these slates. Look at the slate yesterday. I don't even know what happened on the slate yesterday. All I know is that it was, what, 13 games, and I saw people just losing their minds on Twitter. Like, but not even during the slate, like before the slate. This guy, is this guy in? Is that guy out? Is the injury report has 120 names on it. Imagine just waking up and just doing that out of the blue. Like, I don't mind doing it on a day-to-day basis because you can keep track of all that stuff, like, that, like mentally. But to show up on a random, okay, I haven't played NBA, DFS in a week, let me show up on a random Wednesday and look at the injury report and there's 120 names on it. I'm, I'm going back to bed. I'm just, I'm, I'm done. Because if, if you were playing every day, you would at least know like okay, this guy didn't play today, and now I'm. What should I expect the next day? But just show up out of the blue, just go. Okay, here's uh, here's here's seventy four questionable guys. <laughs> what? What are we doing here, NBA? So I, I I'd much rather get into a groove with that than than do NFL and then do shows and then MMA on Saturdays and then you come back and Tuesdays and Wednesdays are like, eh, I don't know what the hell's going on. That's what I'm doing. Chase Simmons says, advice for these smaller NBA slates. If you're playing large field GBP, be, don't be afraid to be different. Like the, value, the value on small slates typically is not as great. It, it, it looks like the choices are limited. So people tend to get very condensed on guys that are only projected one or two points higher than other people, which is not dramatic enough. Now, obviously, on a three-game slate, you get a guy that should, that that's four thousand underpriced. You're probably playing a lot of that guy, but on like today's slate, like if we just take a look, let me go over to DraftKings NBA. I have no idea what's going on. So I mean, I mean what, we got three-game slate. Was it three games? Like this RGB, like Derek White, maybe Chalk, Dylan Brooks, maybe Chalk. But like the difference between Derek White and Mike Conley from a salary adjusted value perspective is like, is what a a three pointer, two buckets an assist and a three pointer. Like that's it. The difference between one player and another. It's like the guys that are down here, like Will Barton. Well, Will Barton doesn't project that well, but he's only projected four points lower than, than uh, Lonnie Walker or whoever. You only have three, three, three games to choose from. You only have six teams to choose from. On a 13-game slate, you're probably not playing guys that have a salary-adjusted value of, like, minus five. Why? Because there's so many other players that don't, right, that project for five, six, seven points high. But in a slate like this, how many, there aren't that many players, and most people are going to go, I got to play all of these guys, thinking that it's very similar to a 12-game slate. These are the best-rejected guys, On a twelve game slate, some of the best projected guys have salary adjusted plus minuses of seven, eight, nine. Like those are the jamming type of guys. But if people are going to go like, oh, I'm going to play, you know, I'm going to pay up for Jokic or Embiid, right? I take a look at this line and I run the run. What's the optimal as of right now? Right. Mitchell, Bain, Brooks. Seems like a lot of Memphis. Seems like Memphis is going to be chalky. But like the difference between some of these players, like Tyus Jones, right, because Morant's out. That's the reason why Memphis is going to be chalky. Like Tyus Jones at 6,000. Like, what's the difference between him and Mike Conley? To me, not that, that much. Right, so maybe you get off some of this Memphis stuff. And you go, okay, the line, well, the lineup projects for seven points lower. So how many, but like, there's only three games to choose from. I don't mind giving up that much. I don't mind giving up that much projection because seven points lower projection when there's only three games doesn't encompass as many lineups as it would be on a 13 game slate. Cause there's just a lot more well-projected players. So on shorts, on short slates, have no problem. Be more, to me, be more different. And some of these Memphis guys are going to be. Chill. I mean, look in the optimal, you got one, two, three, four, five, and then two Spurs. Memphis gets blown out by the Lakers. Like a lot of these guys are going to fail. Desmond Bain at sixty nine hundred. Do you have to play that at thirty percent ownership? No. Play another game. Play Denver guys. I don't see Denver guys in the optimal. I don't see Philly guys. Yeah, they project poor. Yeah, you're right. In, in order to win large GPPs, you, you, need, you, you want to embrace variance. There's no one on this slate, based on these numbers, that are must plays. But people are going to treat them like, like that because there's only so few options. Now, it doesn't mean you go down and you play You know, guys that are barely projected. I want to play uh, play uh, Santi Aldama for ten minutes. Problem? There are a lot of guys in this, you know, in this range down here, like just underneath. They're going to be, you know, ten percent owned, eight percent owned, five percent owned. Why can't you play Bojan Bogdanovic instead of someone else, or Will Barton instead of Desmond Bain? The ownership difference is going to be, you know, three to one. The projection difference is what four points. That's a three-pointer. That's it. You would never play a guy this low on a large slate because there would be so many more options above him. There aren't that many options above. Him. But people still still play these slates as if they're twelve game slates. So to me, that that's the edge. So whenever there's no there's no like crazy value. People still flock to the best value. But they're not necessarily, like, Derek White isn't the best value. I mean, the difference between him and some of these other guys is marginal. It's the difference of, like, a three-pointer. That's it. So th- th- should you be playing a 50 percent on Derek White? Probably over-owned. A 43%-owned Dylan Brooks? Probably over-owned. Doesn't, doesn't mean they can't make some of your lineups. Doesn't mean they can't make your lineups but I'd be more inclined to be under. And I gained so much more by not having them and they fail in the small slates. So that, that's what I would suggest. I also suggest you sign up for Rotogrinders Premium using the link in the description, get $10 off your first month and then join the Blenders Game Theory channel, right? This is where I am, right? This is This is where I hang out, okay? So if you wanna ask questions, outside of, you know, the pregame show. Like, this is where you go. And then we have Zoom calls every week, mostly every week. Uh, And then you can get individualized, personalized help from me in real time on Zoom with a group of other people. This is where I hang out. So if you want to hang out with me, join the Roto Grinders Discord, rotogrinders.com slash Discord. And if you're a premium member, if you're not a premium member, you may, may not see a lot of the channels that are in our Discord. We have premium NFL channels, we have premium NBA channels, you know Chief has the prop shop, but I think that's a free channel. So if you want to just join and join the, join some of the the free, the free chats, go right ahead you can if you have a roto grinder's account, as long as you have an account, which is a free. you just sign up the Roto grinders it's free. but if you want to subscribe to Premium, you will be able to see the Blender's game theory channel people posting right so i'm like no i need help with nba late swapping, right so people are talking about i'll, I'll answer people later right i mean i mean i'm always monitoring the channel i'm in there all the time but obviously not while i'm doing a show so so i'm not i'm not i can't answer questions right now but you can see it is active you can sign up for alerts right so you know when any important information comes up right i always post when the next zoom calls are, if there's any, if there's any like new videos that I think are like useful, evergreen content for people to see. So it's not like I bombard you with alerts or anything. So sign up there. I'd, I'd love to see you in there. And, uh, and I'd love to see you tomorrow. Right. Cause I'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow for casual Friday. We'll talk more NFL. Uh, maybe I'll get my MMA sheet uh, done by, by then I should, uh, Talk a little bit because we got a UFC pay-per-view card coming up on Saturday. Soccer, right? There's always soccer. If you ever want to ask anything about soccer DFS, we'll get some. We'll get some more, more clarification. What's going on with the Chargers? A little bit, maybe, maybe updated ownership projections. Go through building some lineups uh, tomorrow. Uh, but uh, you could always subscribe and uh, and see all the content here on the Road to Grinders YouTube channel. Hit that button. Hit the thumbs up button on your way out the door. It helps us out. And I will see you tomorrow answering your DFS strategy questions, as always, on the DFS pregame show on rotogriders.com.